Here's what's coming up on today's show. Do you wonder when you should rebalance and how to do it? Today, Mark and I are going to talk about the importance of rebalancing, and we're going to cover everything from frequency to tax implications. Be sure to stick around to the end to hear a story about the consequences of neglecting rebalancing. It's easy to get lost on the way to retirement. Things like taxes, improper planning, and excessive market risk can all lead you astray from your goal of a successful and happy retirement. That's where Liz Whittaberry comes in. She's a holistic financial advisor and the founder of Best Path Advisors, and she can help guide you to a better financial path. This is Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry. Welcome into this week's edition of Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whittaberry and myself to talk about rebalancing. Liz, of course, the founder and financial advisor at Best Path Advisors. You can find her online at bestpathadvisors.com. That's bestpathadvisors.com. And it seems like a good time to talk about this a little bit, Liz, because uh, the market is up this year and it's been doing pretty well at the time we're taping this session. Uh, Last week or two, it's been doing pretty well as well. So people... I think it's always a good time to think about the concept of rebalancing, especially coming off that long run we had. Then we went into 22. uh, It was obviously a down year. So let's kind of start by framing the question around rebalancing. First of all, what is rebalancing? Well, actually, first of all, how are you? (laughs) I'm good. I'm very good. How are you? How was your father's day? It was good. Thank you very much. Apparently, I'm so excited about talking about rebalancing, I almost forgot to say, how are you? But uh, it was good. I hope uh, hope you guys had a good father's day uh, in your neck of the woods as well, and all of our listeners too. So. Yeah, absolutely. So let's get into it a little bit there. Can you break it down first of all? What is rebalancing? What does it mean and, and why it's important? Let's start there. Yeah, so when you're thinking about your portfolio, you should always start with an intentional portfolio design, and we've talked about that in the past. Uh, And often when you're working, it's just based on your risk tolerance. Am I comfortable with 60% of my portfolio in equities or 70% in equities? And then you're you're looking at that's a 60-40 portfolio or a 70-30 portfolio. But that 60%, that's in equities, if that's what you've gone with, is gonna grow differently than the 40% that's in other uh, fixed type investments that are gonna stabilize the portfolio. And so rebalancing is just bringing that back in line, back to that 60-40, back to that 70-30, so it has that risk tolerance that you had planned to have. Right, right. And as I mentioned, right, when we have good years repeatedly, like we went through for a while, it's easy to kind of, you know, forget about it, right? It's it's like, well, this is, this thing's going good. Why, you know, upset the apple cart? So how often though, realistically, Liz, should we be doing it? And, And how do we know, like, how do we do it, right? How often should we do it? And when's a good time to do it? The research tells us that rebalancing once a year is sufficient. Okay. Sometimes people will think about rebalancing more often, but that that can create a, more of a drag than you need on your portfolio. So if you rebalance once a year, then that should be sufficient. Now, if you're retired, it's going to be a little bit different. And you know, when you're working, you're not pulling any money out. And we've talked about this in the past, but when you're retired, you're going to be pulling money from some of those accounts. So when you're retired, your portfolio is going to be based not just on your risk tolerance, that 60, 40, 70, 30 kind of idea, but also 
What is your spending plan? When are you needed to pull money out? And how does that impact the way that you've got your investments lined up? I mean, and that makes sense, right? So we've got to be tapping into this money, right? So we've got to make sure that we are doing the right things around it and rebalancing is going to be a part of that equation. And it's something you should be talking with your financial professional about. They should be talking with you about it really uh, as right. well. Right. And so, yeah. Go ahead. And, and so when you're, when you're retired and you have that bucket plan uh, that we've talked about where you have some fixed investments for your now bucket, the money that you're going to be spending in the near term. Right. And then you have, uh, your equities or for your later bucket for that long-term growth, you're going to have to think about rebalancing, not just to bring it back to your risk tolerance, but also to make sure that those buckets are correctly mm. lined up. Mm-hmm. And, and so you're going to have that, um, both things to be thinking about when you're rebalancing, when you're retired. Yeah. And again, that thing to me, that's a good point of, of working with a professional because there are so many of these little nuances that if we're DIYing it, we don't often think about doing. Whereas someone who does this every day like yourself, Liz, is you know going to be having those things at top of mind um, with their different clients. So you mentioned retirement twice. So is it different for folks rebalancing at retirement age or versus younger? Yeah. I, again, I think that when you're retired, you've you've got to be thinking very strategically about not just the risk you want to take, but mm-hmm. also the spending that you want to to have come from your portfolio. And then on top of that, you have to layer in your tax consequences because you're going to be pulling money out. When you're right. working, you're you're putting money in and you can let it sit there and you can let it yeah. Um, your dollar grow cost for ad- retirement. Yeah, your dollar yeah. cost averaging all those good things that we hear so much about, and you, you know that makes sense. But I think like anything, it's almost like <laughs> I guess it's like food, right, Liz? Everything's easier when we're younger. You can eat the different things that you want when you're younger, and it doesn't seem to affect your waistline quite as much as it does when you're older, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe rebalancing yeah. goes into that same category. Um, okay, so now we've also heard that certain products and things will do this for us, right? So are there different investment vehicles or the robo things that will t- will handle this for us so that we don't have to worry about it? Or again, should we be keeping an eye on the wheel? There absolutely are a lot more tools that will take care of this for you uh, these days. And most portfolio software can be set up to either send a notification when investments are out of balance, out of a range that uh, maybe we want them to be in, or can even automatically make some adjustments to the portfolio to bring it back in balance. And of course, that advantage would be that you can set it and forget it a little bit. You Mm -hmm. don't have to necessarily be watching it all the time, but with any tech tool, there's really just a certain amount that can be automated. You know, it's kind of like doing tax returns. You okay. can get TurboTax, you can put your numbers <laughs> into the right. the software, but if you don't really know the tax consequences of certain things, then you're not even necessarily sure that you've got it in the right place or that it's giving you the correct answer. And so sometimes you need an advisor, a tax advisor to give you that insight on your personal situation. It's the same with... I think with rebalancing, mm-hmm. if your situation is more complex or if you're retired and you're pulling money out, then you want to know the best way to set it up overall. You want to know which account, what type of account, 
you know, which particular investments, where would you do the rebalancing? And that's a little bit more complicated than just having a tech tool. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, give you some recommendations or, or do some things. So that would be my my thought as you get a more complicated uh, situation or want to do some planning over and above that. We've talked about Roth conversions or you have other situations that could play into your uh, situation, then you want to have some professional advice on that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. You know, I've been doing conversations with financial advisors like yourself, Liz, for, for a number of years now. You know, we think about finances and retirement as math problems, right? A lot of times it's obviously math equations and things of that nature. But I've been saying for a while that I think that there's a lot of English, uh, our English class involved with uh, retirement planning. There's a lot of who, what, where, when, and why going mm-hmm. on, right? I mean, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, which account? When do I take it? Why am I taking it? What, you know, so on and so forth. So accessing these different things uh, at the right times can really be highly impactful, good or bad, right. depending on, right. you know, how it's going to go with your retirement plan. And, and you mentioned the tax implications. So let's go there a little bit. Uh, clearly, we need to consider tax implications in everything we do. And is rebalancing one of those? It is. You know, when it comes to investing, you can... There's a number of things that will be a drag on your investing returns. You're paying the IRS. You, know, you can what have a drag. <laughs> fees and, you know, and, and yes, the IRS is a drag. And paying taxes uh, out of the gain or, or the interest that you're earning right. is, yeah. can be a drag. So you want to have tax efficient investing. Tax efficient investing is going to add what we say is risk free alpha. Alpha being that excess return that you get for the management. So if you've got that being invested Mm -hmm. on a tax efficient basis, then you're getting that extra return because you're paying less tax and that's risk free. Mm. You're not having to pick which area of the market to be invested in to to get that uh, risk free alpha. So when thinking about the tax implications, some of the things that people need to think about relative to their own situation would be how can they minimize those capital gains okay selling uh anything that has a you know the shares that have the higher cost making sure that they're triggering long-term gains that they're not triggering short-term gains uh using tax loss harvesting when they can very strategically looking at where to put different assets so that they optimize that asset location having the income generating assets in those tax deferred accounts the assets that are going to appreciate and grow in the taxable accounts so that they're getting capital gains on those assets as opposed to ordinary income taxation, putting those highest growth assets in the Roth accounts so that they completely eliminate tax on the highest growing assets and coordinating all of that and making sure that as they're making those adjustments for their risk and their income needs that they're also looking at that tax part of it so that they can add that value, Hmm. uh, prevent taxes from taking a big chunk out of their income and growth and actually add that to their own bottom line. That can have a significant impact on their portfolio over time. Yeah, without a doubt, for sure. So good conversation this week here on the podcast about rebalancing. Clearly, it's important. Uh, to make sure this is part of the stuff that we're doing with our retirement strategies. You mentioned at the kickoff, Liz, that we were going to talk about a story 
about uh, rebalancing. Is this a positive or a negative story about rebalancing? So, like, uh, did they forget to do it and got themselves in a pickle, or, or did they do a good job? Where are we going with this? It's a story about a couple that did not do the rebalancing okay. while they were working, but that's very common. Right. Very good savers, and I see this a lot. Okay. Uh, in in the planning that I'm doing, as people are getting ready to retire and they're coming in uh, to put together that plan, so they were good savers, put a lot of money into investments to grow, and now that they're at retirement, mm-hmm. they need to think about how they're going to take money out. So about half is in tax deferred. Okay. The other half is fully taxable. And in that half that's taxable, now let's say that that's $2 million. Well, only about a half a million is, is already tax paid. The so other one and a half million is like gain. A, so taxable like a 401k, for, for example, right? Uh, taxable being in just a joint brokerage account. Oh, okay. All right. Gotcha. So when they, uh, when they take money out, mm-hmm. uh, they're going to have to sell some investments to turn that into cash. Right. And... When they sell those investments, about 75% is going to trigger a capital gain. Gotcha. The other half that's in the tax deferred, that is in the 401k, the IRA world, all of that is taxable when it comes out. So it's all taxable at ordinary income. Well, basically, any money they take out is taxable. You know, they have very little that's already tax paid. Mm-hmm. And we need to adjust the risk. We need to you know, change how some of the investments are invested so that they have more income and dividends and stability and less of the volatility and growth that they had uh, over their working years, you know, when they had a very nice income coming in. Right. They're now wanting to have an income that's coming from their portfolio. And so we're putting together a one-year, five-year, 10-year lifetime tax plan to look at how do we make all the changes we want to make create the income that we need to create and minimize the taxes while doing that when there's you know not a lot that's already tax paid and if we had started earlier say 5 years before retirement then we could have made some progress towards that instead of you know right at retirement we're getting started on making those changes and We've talked in the past about that retirement red zone, how it's important to start planning ahead of retirement and begin to get things lined up. And this would have been a, a another good situation to have done that so that uh, we could have had a head start on been further along on their plan mm-hmm. when we got to retirement. But, you know, we're making the best moves that we can to make sure that they have the ability to support the lifestyle they want, the travel they want, do all the things that they want to do, but at the same time, minimize the tax cost and optimize that retirement portfolio, coordinate everything, and make sure that they have what they need. So you talked about the fact that they they didn't do they did they did a good job when they were working and they saved. They didn't do some rebalancing. How did it affect them? Like, what was the overall what, the impact? And did you were you able to get it kind of sorted out? Yeah, we are we are in the process of making those changes that need to be made to realign the portfolio and give them the income that they need, but we can't do that in one year without oh, okay. triggering a tremendous amount of tax, Taxable event, which we yeah. don't want to do. Right. We need to do that over a number of years with a very 
you know, well thought out plan so that we're looking at how much tax are we going to have? We've created a tax budget for every year. How much tax are we going to have to keep them in the tax bracket we want to be in to ensure that their Medicare premiums don't get pushed far too high? Uh, think yeah, that's about a, that's all a of those piece things. That pe- that's a great point, Liz. That's a little piece that people don't think about often, right? Is that uh, that can trigger? It's it's how yes. these things all play together, right? One affects yes. the other. It's like dominoes. Yeah, absolutely. And so there's a lot of a lot of different things to think about, and and what we've done in this situation, and and what in many other situations as well. It's just right. what is the tax budget, and how can we make these changes that need to be made in the best manner so that we're creating the income and lining up the retirement portfolio for their retirement and having all of that work together so that they have the income they need, but don't pay more in tax than, than they should. You know, so the concept of rebalancing, I think going into this and and having the conversation, most people probably hear that term and they think that it's about risk, right? So I'm really kind of glad that we spent some time focusing on the other aspects because most people just say, well, I'm going to rebalance because I need to not be taking as much risk, right? I mean, that's just kind of right. the, the general, uh, I think, consensus of what you would think of when you think of rebalancing. But obviously, there's a lot more pieces to the puzzle. Clearly, that's, that's part of it, but there's other pieces to consider that you've highlighted today. So it's good stuff. Well, I appreciate it. It, it was good conversation always. Yeah. So again, rebalancing. It's important. Uh, certainly, you know, as Liz said, maybe it's not as, as high up on the list when you're working, right? Because it's easy to kind of just keep plugging away, but certainly important to do. And maybe that's the risk side of it, Liz. When we're working uh, and we're putting money in there and rebalancing is a good idea, right? Because we just, especially if there's a, you know, right. good years in the market, down, down years in the market, so on and so forth. But clearly going into retirement, there's a lot of other little facets, just about like everything going into retirement. This like seems like the the uh, cavalcade of stuff that opens up to us uh, when we go into retirement. It's pretty massive. We want to make sure we're checking all the different boxes, uh, and they really do affect one. You know, each one affects the other, and so on and so forth. No, th- that's exactly right. Uh, and when you're working, it is: do you want to be that sixty, forty, seventy, thirty, whatever right, the case whatever may it, be, yeah. and just making sure that you're. Uh, staying in line with that. But once you get within five years of retirement, it's time to start thinking about that longer term plan and how that's going to carry you through retirement uh, and the tax consequences of that and taking advantage of the time that you have to to get yourself lined up for retirement. Yep. That way you're on your best path, right? Uh, that's, that's exactly right. That's and always that- the goal. That's exactly right. We're here to help you be on your best path. Exactly. So, all right. Well, good stuff. If you guys got some questions about rebalancing, make sure you're hitting Liz up and having a conversation with her. Find her online at bestpathadvisors.com. That's bestpathadvisors.com. Schedule some time with her to talk about your retirement situation. And of course, if uh, you haven't done so yet, consider subscribing to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. You can catch past episodes as well as future episodes and all that good jazz. Find it all again at her website, bestpathadvisors.com. That's bestpathadvisors.com. Liz, thanks for hanging out. As always, I appreciate your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mark. And we'll see you next time here on Retire on Your Best Path with Liz Whitteberry. The preceding program is sponsored by Best Path Advisors, which is solely responsible for its content. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial, member FINRA SIPC. 
Investment advice offered through J.W. Cole Advisors. Best Path Advisors, J.W. Cole Financial, and J.W. Cole Advisors are unaffiliated entities. The opinions expressed by Liz Whitberry should not be construed as specific tax, legal, or investment advice, nor as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned herein. Neither J.W. Cole Financial nor its representatives provide legal, tax, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W. Cole. Investing is subject to risks, including the loss of principal. Due to volatility within the markets mentioned, opinions are subject to change without notice. Information is based on sources believed to be reliable. However, their accuracy or completeness cannot be guaranteed.